This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. One down, two to go, and this is after the Springboks claimed an opening victory in the Rugby Championship against the Wallabies in Ellis Park. Now they are in Wellington at the Westpac Stadium, and it's about to be a fiery clash at the Caketon. I've got John Robbie with me, as well as Supersport analyst uh, K- uh, Robbie Kempson. almost said Kempson Robbie. Too many Robbies here. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh, for an welcome once again to another edition of Sports Talk Special. Um, uh, Robbie, it's good to have you on the line for uh, your in- inaugural Sports Talk Special uh, podcast. Uh, thanks, Phil. It's great to have you here. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think John mentioned I'll be chatting about the backs so we can get cracking with those first. <laughs> nice one. Oh, that is fantastic. I'd really like to actually hear what both of you have to say about um, both the backs and the forwards. Look, it's a sold-out stadium, gentlemen. It's 35,000 plus people that's going to be packing into Westpac Stadium. I'm going to start with you, John Robbie. We won last year at the Westpac Stadium. It was a crazy test. It was as if we won the World Cup, that uh, 36-34 victory. And... Uh, we, we have that sitting on our backs at the moment going into this match. Yeah, but as I say, every four years, the world goes mad. Yeah. It's a different year this year. It actually doesn't matter. The best thing, of course, is that Springboks versus All Blacks, not a seat in the house left, which is the way it should be. Amazingly, we've seen half-empty stadiums or three-quarter full stadiums, which is not the way it should be. Yeah. Um, I don't think the results matter this year until the World Cup comes around. But having said that, I mean, and Steve Hansen said exactly the same. But having said that, winning last week at least takes some of the pressure off. Yeah. At least everybody is up for the game, etc. But but once again, it's about ticking boxes. I would give a, a pass mark last week. The win was terrific. We yeah. had some fabulous, fabulous performances. Obviously, our our scrum halves performance was 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 fantastic. But you know, we've got to look beyond that. I even see some people saying, "How can they drop him?" Well, that's ridiculous. You know, Fafta Klerk is number one. Absolutely. You have to go through things, etc. It's about ticking boxes. It's about looking for a step up from last week. It's good to see that they've had the acclimatization for longer this time. That's good, good, good stuff. And the other great uh, thing is, and Robbie will know about this, even though your squad is united and there's wonderful spirit, you've got to have that healthy competition yeah. in the squad. And there are a couple of people now, like Fafta uh, de Klerk, who suddenly say... Hang on a second, yeah. I can't slip. So all overall, of, all overall us, looking for, forward to the game. All of a sudden, Ivan Evan Van Sael is not even in the picture anymore because now there's this young man um, that's come in and uh, he was very, very good last week, as you say. Uh, Robbie, I want to bring you into this. Now, uh, John Robbie says that results don't really matter. But if you look at the last three tests that we've played against New Zealand, they've been absolutely close games. I mean, between uh, all of those three tests or in, in, in all those three tests together, there's only a five-point margin uh, in the win and, and the loss. Yes, it's two wins uh, for New Zealand, one loss for South Africa, but you would feel that we're getting a lot closer to the level of the All Blacks. Yeah, I think we have closed the gap. There's no question. Uh, I think the test that is that we have a sold-out stadium um, you know, in New Zealand for this test match. So there's obviously we've galvanised that more interest in the, you know, our national rival that we do have it then. And I think that's very important. Um, yes, we have edged closer. I mean, are we in position now? We, we've asserted them. I don't think so. I, I agree with John. I think a pass mark's an adequate uh, result for what happened last weekend. Um, you know, it could have gone another way. You know, if one of those tries was given to Australia, we might have been mm. uh, on the back foot somewhat. So, 
know, I think there are a lot of positives that come out of a game against Australia. And winning, I, don't, I think winning is important. Um, it's just also the manner in which you play. So if we go down to the All Blacks, which the bookies have already decided we are, I think it's the way we play the game, you know, how close we get with regards to uh, how competitive we are across the spectrum of the game as opposed to uh, little battles that can be won. And, you know, the performance of the individuals. And I also think that competitive edge amongst all these players in the extended squad of the Springboks in which they have right now, it's always going to be there. So a guy like Buff will be on his toes. Um, amongst others, you know, I think Flo had an exceptional game. Yes. Uh, and now Dwayne is there. So, you know, the more competitive edge that you have in that squad, the better that squad's going to be and the better they're going to perform. Um, and I think Russell's done a very good job in bringing players back from overseas, mixed with the guys that have done well in Super Rugby. Um, and ensure that there is that competitive edge in the squad. And you're seeing that competitive edge even in the forwards, uh, Robbie. Um, I mean, we've got a brand new front row, but it's, it's uh, both front rows uh, last week and this week's front row essentially could walk into the Springbok squad and command a starting position. Yeah, I mean, isn't that the beauty of it? Because we've never really had a decent front row as well, well from way back when I played. So, of course, <laughs> right? so, <laughs> but, uh, Nice one, Robbie, nice one. <laughs> But, no, no, it's good that he's managed to formulate a squad of players. And, again, a guy like Trevor Nicana, I think it's pretty unfortunate not to get the starting berth. I thought, out of all the titans in this country, he did perform the best in Super Rugby. And Kitsop himself, I think, has been outstanding. Uh, you know, deserves his opportunity. Beast was immense last week. And to have depth in, in those positions um, is vitally important. And specifically Hooker, where you've got Marks and Bondi and Benami, uh, now, I don't think Bong is very far off Marks. Marks is, I think, the, the front runner with regards to hookers worldwide. Mm. Uh, Coles is probably just an edge behind him. But certainly, uh, Bong, you had to start again and has proved that point that when you have had opportunities, he's taken and, and you know, produced the goods. Can, 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 the I, can I just say something, Robbie? I mean, la- la- last week, the scrummage, I think they ticked the box, but it's a different kettle of fish. When you look at that front row the All Blacks yeah. have and you look at their, their pack of forwards, those scrums are going to be savage, eh? No, the scrum's going to be one hell of a battle. I think we we definitely get the edge. I mean, Australia don't have a decent scrum, haven't yep. had for some time. But this is a different kettle of fish. And, you know, World Cups and games such as this one, if the All Blacks lose Franks at any stage during this World Cup, they are really going to start battling. Yep. Um, you know, for South Africa, I think we're fairly fortunate that we do still have a guy like Wilco Yolo that's playing in the Curry Cup. Uh, that can perhaps bolster the squad if we've got an yeah. injury there. But still, you know, the All Black and New Zealand rugby in general, the tight uh, stocks aren't looking uh, that great at this present time. So Franks is vital for their cause. And if a guy like Kitsov can even you know, remotely get him on the back foot, uh, the spin-off from that can, can be quite big with regards to the outcome of the game. Remember what the, remember what the great uh, Danny Craven said, who's the most important man in your squad? Your tight head prop. Uh, Who's the second most important? Your reserve tight head. Do you remember that? (laughs) Absolutely. And he's got that spot on. You notice the number nine never got into the equation, John. (laughs) (laughs) Look, the other men that are very important in both squads are the locks. And if you look at the lock pairings that are going to be up against each other, it's going to be a colossal battle there. I mean, you've got Sam Whitelock and Brody Retallick, who is up against uh, Eben Elizabeth and uh, um, Franco Morstadt. I mean, that's going to be very, very uh, tight to see what's going to happen there in that uh, scrum and in the breakdown. 
Oh, I mean, I, I think the one thing is you've got world-class locks and on the bench as well. Mm. So there's, that's not even going to be an issue. Having said that, you know, when you get uh, Sam Whitelock, who actually won the game, if you think that intercept try and his gallop from 40 metres from a lock forward who's been mm. out for so long. And, and, and you know, we both agreed about a pass mark for the, the, the Springboks. Well, last week was a fail mark for the All Blacks. Yeah. I predicted they would lose. Yeah. And by goodness, they did. If they hadn't missed that one kick, they could have won with the drop goals. If they hadn't given away that own goal. But the difference is, and, and Robbie knows what I'm talking about, the All Blacks win more games they should lose than any other team. Absolutely. You think of Pretoria last, last year. We yeah. should have put 50 points on the All Blacks and they came back and won and that's why they're so dangerous. I just think tactically it's going to be fascinating yeah. because if you think about it, the All Blacks played this expansive game and we counted them with the defence. That offence was terrific. I think they're going to vary it much more uh, on Saturday. I think we're going to see more kicking and my goodness, any bad kicks go through. Look at the counter-attack possibilities that they have. I'll be watching for something different. Uh, Robbie, I want to bring you into that. Exactly the defense and the attack. Now, we saw the All Blacks playing a, a bit of a different brand of, of uh, um, um, attack in, uh, yes, in last week's match against Argentina where they were running with two forward runners who would receive the ball off the nine and it kind of uh, stifled the Argentines' rush defense. And we know South Africa have been very good at rush defense of late and um, but it, it looks like the All Blacks might just have our antidote to their brilliant attack figured out yeah so I think the All Blacks have shown their hand already I mean having Mahunga at, at fly half who, um, he's got a varied game with regards to you know what he can do with his kick pass um, and, you know his skill set is quite unbelievable and putting Barrett at fullback is you know everyone knows what he can do so I think they've kind of you know what you've already alluded to yeah, they're going to play a more expansive game in the World Cup and going into the World Cup. They have already said from last year that they needed to change quite a few things regarding their attack, uh, specifically after the end of the tour. And I think, you know, they've only really had one hit out in an international match with regards to what they're trying to achieve. So they will obviously try evolve that when they come and play against us. And, you know, if you see just how easily at times Australia did cut through our defence, we've yes. got a lot of work to do there as well. So, you know, I, I do think it's going to be a much more expansive approach from New Zealand than we, than we might expect, uh, specifically when they're playing against South Africa. Um, and in view of the fact that they have got Mwanga there, he is a very dangerous uh, you know, back and, and can do a variety of different things with regards yeah. to their attack plan. And the other thing you would have noticed just subtly in uh, perhaps in Super Rugby is that majority of the attack play, specifically in the opposition 22, has come off 10 as opposed to, you know, South Africa get the one-off runners. So they, they really have a sort to evolve that play to our Super Rugby um, already. So, um, yeah, the, the expansive approach that they're going to bring is going to be a difficult one for our defence, I think, mm-hmm. uh, specifically in view of what happened against Australia. How hard is it going to be for us to deal, John Robbie, with the fact that we've got Richie Mwanga at 10, we've got Bowden Barrett at 15, <laughs> and we've got Aaron Smith on the bench, whom, I mean, we could imagine second half, um, Barrett moving to 10, Smith coming yeah, in at 9, yeah. and then it's just uh, curtains. But they're, they're all terrific players. The one player they're missing, I think, is the cleverest player in the world is Ryan Crotty. Mm. Ryan Crotty is the brains of that New Zealand midfield. I mentioned last last week that I don't think we have a... When I say brain, that sounds insulting. It's not. Another pair of eyes. I said before, Johnny Wilkinson said the best player he ever played with, you're going to laugh at this, he said, was Mike Cat. Because Mike Cat would scan the field yeah. as the ball was coming out and he would say, long kick left, up and under left. 
grubber kick through a pair of eyes. Yeah. Ryan Crotty, when he plays, the All Blacks simply look outstanding. Now, uh, Jack Goodhue is a very, very good player. Sonny Bill Williams, we know as a genius. Yes. But he's getting long in the tooth. Did you know since the last World Cup, he's only played 37 games of rugby? That's all rugby. In Club, four years. Province, Super Rugby International. My he has word. only played 37 games. And I've got a feeling this is last, a last chance for, for, for Sonny Bill. But expansive play, certainly in the group stages, the All Blacks will run riot. But as we said last week, there are actually two World Cups. There's the group stages where you can afford to lose a game, you can go mad. The All Blacks will hammer everybody. Yeah. I hope they don't hammer us. I think they'll beat us. Then you get to three World Cup finals. And there are six or seven teams who can win a World Cup final. And we are one of Absolutely. those sides. I'll be interested to see what the All Blacks reveal. Because it's not so much what you reveal. You also have to hide stuff back for the, the World Cup. It's no use exposing your whole hand now. And giving the Springboks, for example, a huge advantage going into those games. But there will be hints of it because you have to balance practicing what you're, you're going to do with hiding it. Yeah. And I'll be looking for those little things. And I suspect kicking has got a lot to do with it. But it won't be negative, up in the air, chase and kick. It'll be kicking with a, a positive outcome yeah. intended. In other words, it'll be aggressive, attacking, kicking. That's what I'm looking and for. And we know Mwanga can definitely do Whoa, that. Yes. Robbie Kempson, uh, look, it's a match that is filled with epic battles uh, on the park. And one for me that really stands out is the unexperienced uh, uh, flankers. Shannon Frissel, he's up against Quacha Smith. What do you make of that? Yeah, I find Quacha Smith an interesting one that uh, he got selected ahead of uh, you know, a few of the other players like Marcel Couture. So, and then, surely, I mean, everyone bangs on about size. It, it does matter, particularly when it comes to the forward battle. So, you know, Cazelle's had an exceptional season himself. And it's also the makeup of that backfield, which is vitally important. I think Dwayne and Peter Steff, that balance with the guy, with the smaller quacker, actually yes. does work. It would work with a missile concern as well. It would work with a flow. It would work with a seer. But I think Ruffy has got that balance right. And the All Blacks perhaps haven't quite got to the exact players that they want with regards to the makeup of their back three. I think Reed's an obvious choice. Um, Sam Kane's probably an obvious choice for them as well. But you know, what is the actual mixture that they want with regards to you know, what they need to try to achieve on the field? So, um, yeah, I think quite a, a different dimension to a game uh, that, that a Marcel or a Flo would give. Um, particularly with regards to the counter-attack and his pace around the field and obviously his pace to the breakdown and if you've got, you know, you've got a big brute at our eight man like Dwayne it makes life a lot easier <laughs> to have a player like that but, but you also I mean Adi Savia I think is one of the best oh, back row forwards brilliant. in the Absolutely. world the man is an absolute freak I think it's interesting they've picked uh, Matt Todd because he's also small and fast. And nowadays, just about everybody says, you've got to have that small, that small flyer, like Michael Hooper, yeah. uh, like Quacker Smith. There's talk, even, even um, the, uh, Steve Hansen said, look, we might move Kieran Reid onto the side of the scrum. So I think more than anywhere else, that back row is an experimental side. And let's see what happens. I mean, everywhere you look, Robbie, there are battles, there are challenges, yeah. there are questions. And of course, we're only going to get hints after the result. In a funny sort of a way, and I'm gonna, I know I'm going to be slaughtered for this, I hope we lose. Oof. Because I think we play best against the All Blacks when we have that fear. Are you planning on moving? No. When we have that fear of losing, going back from 95, yeah. going back last year, yeah. that fear of, mo of losing produces superhuman effort. So, so, so I, I almost... Hope that I'll be cheering for South Africa. Yeah. Hope that we lose because the real battle is going to come up, perhaps and hopefully, in the World Cup final.
Robbie Kempson, we've got Hundred uh, Pollard starting at 10. We don't have an out-and-out -out fly half on the reserves bench, but Stain should be his um, uh, placeholder there if he, something does happen. Uh, good to see Francois Stain back in the fold. Very good to see him back. And, you know, it's, you have a player of his stature that's still getting nervous for a test match. It just shows the quality of the man and the, and the player himself. Because uh, if you're not getting nervous for games like, such as that, you know, you, you, your competitive edge must be fairly far yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, I'm very happy that he's back in the fold. He covers a, a number of positions. He's got that booming boot that we've seen mm. in New Zealand before. Um, you know, and I think yeah, I think we've all seen the 10 at some stage in the game. We might even see him at 12 at some stage in the game. So, uh, looking forward to what he brings to the party again. Uh, I thought he was you know, decent against Australia. I mean, I think he still has a lot more to offer than what we've seen you know, from him as of yet. What I, what I loved about it, Robbie, was the ability to take on people. I mean, the physical commitment he showed in that short time, I thought, was was extraordinary. The mm. big fear I've got is if, if Henry Pollard goes off, I would not like to see uh, Franz Stein as my number one goal kicker. Let him kick the goals from 40, 50, 60 meters. Yeah. And the big conundrum, as usual, was Elton Yankees last week where we had the good, the bad and the ugly. But my goodness, how do you leave a guy off or off the bench who kicks goals like that? <sighs> It's going to have to be uh, yeah. to Clive. Yes, uh, go for it, Robbie. Yeah, I guess the ball kick is just as vitally important as the attacking plan, you know, set piece, etc. So I agree with Rob 100% there with regards to that. Uh, people forget that Fafta Clark can also kick for goals and has done for the sales shark. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if it does come to the stage where Pollard does uh, take his view, he actually will take over those kicking duties. It's it's a much different playing for the sales sharks and kicking goals than <laughs> kicking in a in a quarter semi or final World World Cup rugby. You know that as well, Robbie. Yeah, well, Ro Ro Robbie's never kicked poles. Uh, I think it's best that he hasn't, though. Um, gentlemen, so I, I don't want to exclude Australia, Argentina entirely uh, from this conversation. Yeah, that's a tough one to it's call. A tough that's one to a call. tough one. Argentines' tails will be up going into this match, uh, John Robbie. They will. Uh, they should have won last week. They'll be desperately disappointed. Mm. Uh, Crevy or Crevy, I've never worked it out, is a big blow. <laughs> he is just one of those players who inspires. And he inspires because he puts in an effort that nobody else yeah, does. And now he's but, injured. But my goodness, the Aussies are under pressure. Michael Checker is under mm. pressure. As I said last week, they've had the worst year since 19. 1958 last year. Oof. They've now had this crazy row with Israel Falau. Now they've had a poor performance overseas. They're still trying to talk it up. Yeah. They will come out chewing nails. And and uh, I think they'll probably win. But the biggest worry is, is magicians. You've got to have one or two magicians. That's why I'm delighted to see Cheslin Colby, uh, Vili LaRue, and, and a new one, of course, we've seen now in Herschel Yanchis. Guys yeah. who've got that X factor, if you want to use the, cur the current term. With the exception of Kirtley Beal, the Aussies don't have that. They've got to find one quick. And Robbie Kempson, they will have to find one quick. I've seen they've even uh, uh, gone back to recalling James O'Connor. I mean, six years without James O'Connor donning a, a Wallaby jersey. And Christian Lefano makes a, a welcome return as well to the side. Yeah, it's good to see that they're bringing guys back. And I think you know, it's also from their perspective that the players actually want to come back and play for Australia. And, and what are dark times for them? Um, I've got a slightly different view with Australia. I think Czech is holding a bit back. Their biggest problem is that they don't have a tight prop. Yep. Um, they, they're very average at best. Um, the back five are pretty decent. But, uh, you know, I, I agree. Creevy, uh, Creevy, whichever you want, <laughs> is a massive loss for Argentines. And I think even you know, bigger than that, they've got Figalo back from overseas. 
and they've now got a tie that they can really anchor that scrum. So, you know, from a set piece point of view, the you know Argentina are in a much stronger place, and they've brought back some magnificent backs. And I think Pablo Matera has just you know escalated his growth as far as uh, his leadership is concerned with the Jaguars. So, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be very difficult to beat. I think you know, not just this weekend against Australia. I think when we go across and play them in Salta, I think we're going to have a tough uh, yes. ask there as yes. well. They're different kettle of fish, and particularly because they brought the uh, Fukunda Issa and those type of players back from overseas. It just bolsters what is really a, a fairly decent squad now that has come out of Super Rugby. Gentlemen, it's time to put your money where your mouths are. I'm going to start with you, uh, Robbie Kempson, seeing as you are a guest oh. on the podcast. <laughs> Give me your predictions for both games. Yeah. Tough one it's because, yeah, for us against uh, New Zealand. I, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think we probably will go down uh, probably between six and nine points in that one, unfortunately. Um, from the Australia point of view, I, I kind of more hope than think uh, that uh, the Argentines win that and win it rather comfortably. But you know, Australia can be a very difficult kettle fish, and I agree, their backs are against the wall. So potentially, I, I would think, you know, if I put my rugby hat on... Um, they probably won that between five and seven points. You, John Robbie? Ditto. I go exactly with Robbie, but I want to stress for people listening, just because we say what we think is going to happen doesn't mean it's what we want to happen. Exactly. I'll be there in my Springbok jersey supporting the team, but far more important than the results yeah. will be the boxes being ticked, uh, the questions being answered, etc. And the games were scruffy last week, but my goodness, they were exciting. So let's hope for another two. I'm going to put on my fantasy hat and I'm going to say Stain is going to kick a 50 meter to win it for the Springboks. <laughs> he's done it <laughs> before, right? He's eh? done it before yeah. by a point or two against New Zealand. And I hope, I really hope, and I think Argentina will want it more against Australia. And I hope that um, uh, Mario Ledesma's charges will be able to pull it off. Gentlemen, Thank you so much, Robbie Kempson. Great having you on the Sports Talk Special Podcast. Uh, don't be a stranger for too long. No, Jim, thanks very much for having me. Really enjoyed it. Appreciate John, it. That's fantastic. John Robbie, as always, I'll see you again on a Saturday when we watch the game. We're going to watch the game. Cheers, Robbie. Great chatting, mate. All the best. Cheers, lads. All the best. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app, livepodcasts.fm.